0: from kqed
1: Mic check check one check two are we here all right we're here right now welcome to right now ish i'm your host pendarvis harshaw with the fifth installment in right now ish's from the soil series on land and life in northern california today we're focusing on the south bay city of gilroy specifically a section of land there that's visible from the 101 highway Right now, its producer Marisol Medina-Cadena and I were captivated by its beautiful landscape when we visited. It's approximately 6,400 acres of lush greenery in a valley of hills, and in the section we were able to see, there was a small stream and oak trees and even a few large turkey vultures hovering above us. This land is known as Eurostat, and it's part of the ancestral territory of the Amamunsu tribal band. But the tribe doesn't have access to the land, and it's been that way for over two centuries. Now part of the land is slated for a 403-acre open sand pit and gravel mining operation. Right now, as producer Marisol talks to Valentin Lopez, the chairman of the Amamunsa Tribal Band, about the movement to protect the grounds for future generations. That conversation, after this. Showing your support is easy and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED podcast too at donate.kqed.org/podcast. That's donate.kqed.org/podcast.
0: After passing Gilroy's iconic garlic stands on the 101 freeway, Penn and I are closer to our destination. We exit on this small frontage road and drive past a defunct fruit stand. To the right of us, we see these massive green hills. And even though we're not that far away from the freeway, the natural beauty is striking. Our guest told us there is no signage naming this valley of hills, but to keep on the small road. After about 800 feet, we spot an iron gate jutting into the road. This is our meeting point, since we aren't allowed to go past it.
3: Um, We're just outside the fence of property that's known today as Sergeant Ranch, but to our ancestors, it was known as Eurostock, and Eurostock translates to the place of the Big Head. My name is Valentin Lopez, and I am the chairman of the Ama Mutsun Tribal Band. Our most important ceremonies were um, big head ceremonies. And so uh, this location is where our ancestors for thousands and thousands of years held big head dances and ceremony. Tribes from far distances would come on in. Um, tribes from as far away as Yosemite. Then the tribes from the Shumash would actually come up to this territory as well. So these were very important and significant dances to the Amamutsin, but to other tribes as well. We have been removed from these lands for a very long time. Uh, when the Spanish and uh, mission colonizers came, they forcibly removed the ancestors from this territory and took them to Mission San Juan Bautista. And then when the missions closed, some of our ancestors uh, returned to Eurostock so they could return to the life they knew uh, managing and stewarding these lands of continuing our ceremony, etc., but that only lasted for a few years. Um, then came a smallpox illness that that wiped out over 90 percent of the people, the tribal people that were living here. And then after that, the tribe were forcibly removed again. And so we have not, as a complete tribe, we have not lived here since the very late 1700s.
0: The gate on the frontage road and the barbed wire fence are a reminder to the Amamutsin tribe that they no longer have access to their sacred grounds. The land that makes up Uristock was sold in 2013 to a private investment firm called the Debt Acquisition Company of America.
3: They bought this property out of bankruptcy. The manager actually called me to talk to me about what our interest was on this land, and he wanted to us to, to support his effort at developing a, a very large mine. We can immediately opposed the development of, of, and the um, permitting of that mine.
0: The proposed plans for this mining project include making three open pit quarries that would extend 250 feet deep in order to remove sand and gravel from this site for the next 30 years the environmental impact alone could be significant. I guess just on a personal level, what did it feel like when you first heard about this private firm wanting to develop a mine?
3: When we see this mining permit come in, we say that this is just a continuation of that brutality, that erasure, that destruction of, of the Amamutsen. When you look at our history in those periods of colonization, there were actually three periods of very brutal, brutal colonization in which the populations of our tribe was reduced by 96 to 98 percent. The Spanish Mission period, the Mexican period, and then the uh, American California period, you know, all three of those periods wanted to destroy our spirituality. They wanted to destroy our culture. They wanted to destroy our indigenous knowledge. They wanted to destroy our environments. For example, just um, to the east of here, there were four natural lakes. We had seven villages at those four lakes and we had large populations at those lakes. But what you know, but they drained those lakes for agriculture. So uh, when this happened, in all honesty, it wasn't a surprise to us. But what was different is that we said, they're not going to get free rides from us anymore. We are going to fight this. We are going to vigorously fight this, and we can't do it alone. And we need other people to join us. And that and that's what we did.
0: For the last seven years, the Amamutsin tribe has been making this fight very visible. You've gotten five nearby city councils to write resolutions to support you and and those resolutions are to urge the Santa Clara board of supervisors who ultimately have the jurisdiction to reject or deny this mining permit can you talk a little bit about this movement and who's
3: involved overwhelming public support could stop it and so that's when we brought a coalition of, together of different interest groups and different people. We have the Committee for Green Foothills. We have all the land trust in the area supporting us. We have the Sierra Club. And then the, many of the community colleges all wrote letters in support of the tribe and in opposition of the mining permit being approved.
0: The physical impact to this land isn't the only thing that concerns the Amamutsan tribal ban. The proposed mine would continue the erasure of indigenous spirituality.
3: In the 1880s, the U.S. government outlawed spiritual practices by Native Americans. It was illegal for us, for Native American tribes, to hold ceremony, to have prayer, And then in in 1978, President Jimmy Carter, he um, issued the Native American Freedom of Religious Act. And so that made it um, once again legal for federally recognized tribes to hold ceremony. But that did not apply to federally unrecognized tribes.
0: The Amamutsin tribe is not federally recognized.
3: That's correct. When we hold ceremonies, we are violating the law the laws of the United States, because it, is, it remains illegal for us to practice our ceremonies. And so, you know, and we presented that to the religious leaders here, and they recognized that how wrong that is. Church leaders from this area um, signed a letter to um, oppose the mining permit being approved as well.
0: I mean, that's really profound, just given the historical Implications, too, that religion has been a tension point among communities. And here's this moment where religion is actually bridging communities.
3: It is. It is. Our, you know, in our creation story, Creator tells us that it was the Amamutsun's responsibility to take care of Mother Earth and all living things. And the religious organizations, they understand that. You know, that we have moral authority given to us from Creator to speak and to take care of these lands.
0: It's my understanding too that it's been a very intergenerational movement. Can you talk about what the young people have been doing?
3: We have a very active youth leadership committee that was formed by um, the tribe because we know that, uh, you know, that you know, our, our goal is to re- return to the path of our ancestors. But if we just have tribal adults or tribal elders return to that path without teaching our young, then uh, we, we, will never, we will not be successful. So we asked our youth to step up on Eurostock and to um, help recruit other youth um, from all those communities that we talked about. And uh, we couldn't be more proud of our youth. They had a youth walk for Eurostock, and we had about 200 people um, participate in that walk. So it went from Mission San Juan Bautista area, and they walked to the, to the base of the Eurostock Mountains. And it was about a five-mile walk. Um, more recently, we had a rally on the steps of the Santa Clara County administration building. And we had um, well over 400 people from the public show up for that event. But that was youth led.
0: What is like the ideal scenario to happen here? How do you want this land to be
3: used? Well, the, the most important thing is that we can, you know, is to stop the mining permit from being approved. And then after that, finding a way for the conservation organizations to somehow uh, come into possession of the lands so that we can ensure that it's never again threatened by any development. But then beyond that, we would like our tribe to have rights to return to these lands for ceremony, for um, managing and, st- and stewarding the lands so that we could bring back our food plants, our medicine plants, but also education of the public to let them know about the true history of the amamutsin and the true history of Native American tribes in California.
0: How do you keep motivated to fight this long fight?
3: You know, I see the way the one, two or three generations before me, and what they had to deal with and the conditions they had to live in. And I see the impact of the historic trauma that resulted from that history has impacted our members. Suicide, of addiction. We have incredibly high incidence of incarceration, of violence, of rape against our women, etc. Every day I wake up and I say, it's time, we have to work to change that history. We cannot have that anymore. We have to change that. For us to accept the laws of the county that allow them to destroy our most sacred site with the mining permit, we can't accept that. To allow them to have laws that continue to keep us landless, to keep us in poverty, we can't accept that.
0: I read that the Amunwutzen tribal ban received 5,000 letters of support that were sent as public comments for the Santa Clara Board of Supervisors to read as they're reading the environmental impact report for this mining permit. Can you tell us about where this fight is right now?
3: So you know, having 5,000 letters submitted to the county, of which the county must review now and respond to every letter. Uh, that's what the county is doing now. They still have a number of months of work to go uh, before uh, that re- you know they put out what's called a final environmental impact report. and it's that final impact report that the county will vote on whether to approve or deny. Even though the comment period closed for that draft environmental impact report, comments letters can still be received. And so we would ask people to go to the county website or uh, to our website, uh, the tribal website, and read the environmental impact report and write comment letters on that. It's really hard for us to understand the colonizers' concept of their relationship with the land. Their relationship with the land is to dominate the land to destroy the land, to exploit the land, to monetize the land, and then at the end to discard the land and go somewhere else and do the same thing again. And and there's no future in that. You know, in indigenous cultures, we think in terms of seven generations. You know, if if, if what they're doing is not good for seven generations, they shouldn't do it. That's a huge difference between the contemporary world and our indigenous world.
1: Much appreciation to Valentin Lopez. Thank you for sharing your story, for carrying the legacy of your ancestors and for stewarding the land, even from a distance, laying the groundwork for future generations. For more information on the Amamunsa tribal ban and the community efforts to protect Eurostock, go to protectEurostock.org. Eurostock is spelled J-U-R-I-S-T-A-C. This episode was hosted and produced by Marisol medina Cadena. Chris Hambrick did the editing. Christopher Beale engineered this episode. Rice Duttenborough is our engagement intern. Cesar Saldana and Rhea Garawal are the engagement leads. Ethan Tovan, Lindsay, Jen Chien, and Holly Kernan are the KQED execs. I'm Pindarvis Harshaw, asking you all, what is your sacred land, and how do you ensure its protection? Something to think about. We're back with more fodder about land and life in Northern California, as next week, Marisol and I conclude our six-part series with a conversation about all that we've learned. Looking forward to sharing that with you all. Until then... Peace. Right Nowish is a KQD production. Funding for Right Nowish comes from Akanadi Foundation, supporting the development of powerful social change movements to eliminate structural racism.
0: Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area, its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out the Bay Curious book.